0: back to the latest episode of Unpacked Filth, where we are live in front of the Washington Monument, 600 feet from absolute tyranny and chaos. Sosa, come
1: on in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we're in the middle of a fucking coup. (laughs) What the fuck is this?
0: Hi guys, welcome back to Unpacked Filth. I am your host, E with a K. I
1: just... I don't know what to say. I don't have a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, E with a C. And in addition to accidentally cutting my co-host off, I have been watching a coup unfold literally all day. I have not been working. I have not been making lunch. I have just been watching this shit.
0: Um, I couldn't even focus on work today anyway i decided to work from home and just shit kept happening and then like this happens and then i can't look away i can't unsee it it's too much our brains are literally exploding as we speak and we were going to talk about something completely different today guys however our
1: brains are elsewhere right we try so we had a p- topic picked out we're like cool we're going to nurture this topic We're going to watch it blossom into a full-hour episode. And looking at it now, we're like, fuck this topic. I don't (laughs) even want to look at this right now. All I can think about is this domestic terrorist incident incited by this fucking outgoing president. (sighs) People call him a cult leader, but I don't think the charisma is there. I... I mean,
0: I think we're underestimating the cult leader because clearly there's something that everyone else can see that we can't, and it's terrifying. So if you're like us, and it's what is it? Fucking Wednesday, January sixth, two thousand twenty-one. This is the day that will live in infamy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> Well, first of all, I don't know where to even go from here. Like, I feel like there was a level of, like, respect and decorum that people just didn't cross. And, I mean, it makes sense. It makes total sense that white people breached this first. Like, I'm so glad it wasn't black people because everybody would have died. But on top of that, I just think, like, this. this is just a new level. This is, like, the white girl... Or the white guy when they're like 13 calling their mom by their first name and telling her to shut the fuck up. Like this is how I feel the shock and awe is in this very moment. But worse because it's just it's something that like unravels the fabric of everything that we understand to be our society almost.
1: Right? Right. And I also want to point out. I do not know a black or brown kid who has called their parent by their first name and lived to tell the tale. Like, imagine if I had gone, like, Maria, shut the fuck up. Oof. It's <laughs> so weird saying my mom's first name out there.
0: Listen, I said my mom's first name just in passing. Like, I was thinking about something. And I was like, oh, that didn't even feel right. <laughs> like, her, her government. Like, not even, like, her... Name that she goes by, but I'm like, oh, that doesn't that doesn't feel right at
1: all. <laughs> Should I wash my own mouth out? Oh, irregardless, irregardless.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so I can both believe and not believe this. I can believe this because we've been talking about the rise of white right wing militias since 2014, 2015. I've known about it since 2015. However, I thought they were much more splintered than I gave them credit for. I didn't think like they fucked with each other like that. I didn't think they organized like that. I was wrong in that regard. But I knew like they were a very real threat. What they were a threat to. I was like, I don't know how you guys are gonna execute this, but you're gonna execute something. But here they are not being arrested. That's the other thing. They're not being arrested. I think only 13 have been arrested at this time of recording. But at the very least, they could be charged with unlawful trespassing on a government facility.
0: I don't even know how they would arrest that many people, especially considering that the cops are taking selfies with the perpetrators. Just saying.
1: That is true. However, when the National Guard was pulling up around like five or so, and I saw they had school buses, too. Like, just load them in the school buses. Take them where they need to go. Fingerprint them. Put them in the system. Blah blah blah. Especially if you claim that we have a legal procedure that does not see color. Then you should be doing this shit.
0: Right. To your understanding. um, If we sit back and think about what's happening. It feels like a violation. On on the American people, that's how I feel at least, and so, how do you feel like like what do you think we can do going forward? because I feel like tomorrow's going to be a brand new day. Is Congress going to go back in session? is like what is what could possibly happen now that this is taking place?
1: So, according to the news, um, people who are calling into the news from Congress are saying we'll certify the results tonight. And especially from the Senate, we'll we'll certify these results tonight. We will get this done as soon as possible. What I really need to see, and I think they should do, is hold every fucking senator accountable who's like, yeah, we'll contest the results. We'll buy into this whole... um, election fraud thing will support Donald Trump no matter what like they need to be held accountable there was one senator who um was explaining well they were elected to speak on behalf of their constituents and they can say whatever they feel and I'm like no they can't no they can't not if it's endangering like everybody else and they're not even speaking on behalf of their constituents I'm pretty sure all of their constituents aren't like yes please Go on behalf of taxpayer dollars and talk about election fraud that does not exist. Please do that. Waste our money. I'm like, you have a responsibility not only to your constituents, but to the United States of America because you're part of a larger body. So no, you can't just say whatever the hell you want to without being held accountable for it. So I think that's one of the first things that needs to happen after the results are certified. These senators, these 13 senators, need to be held accountable for their role in this insurrection yeah well put i think that with
0: this situation that's that happened today my first thought is okay they are they came to the capital because they wanted to quote unquote stop the steal um so what were they going to do like they came in with rope. Um, I'm assuming they had weapons. I'm not really sure because I haven't been watching news all that much. I've just been kind of passively looking on Twitter because honestly, all this scares me. But regardless of that fact, um, I feel like they came in to threaten government officials. They had, to. they were going to breach the building And I heard, and well, I didn't hear, but I read in one um, article that I was reading that one was, well, not one, but a couple people were looking for Nancy Pelosi's office. um, And to do what? Like, I just feel like you don't just storm the Capitol and go into the building without some type of thought in your head as to what you're going to do if you run up on these senators. So I'm not saying that they intended to cause harm, but maybe so actually no i'm not going to be um <laughs> I, i'm not going to be um logical about this i'm just going to say i believe that they were going in there to threaten people and scare them at the ver- at the very least
1: yeah i don't think we can be objective about this because again it was an ex- insurrection it was an act of domestic terrorism They came in with bats. They came in with weapons. Like, even if they didn't necessarily carry guns, they definitely had weapons at their disposal. And they were looking to threaten Mm -hmm. and inflict acts of violence. There is a Twitter, there's a photo on Twitter being passed around and shown on the news of this guy just sitting and chilling in Nancy Pelosi's office. And I think had they found Nancy Pelosi, they would have inflicted some sort of violence on her. Um, there's another tweet going around from Jeff Markey that showed the electoral votes. And he said the floor staff grabbed the electoral votes before the mob came in there. And he said, had they not grabbed them, the mob probably would have burned them. So I think it is very fair to say that they didn't just go in there simply to intimidate. They were looking to inflict acts of violence.
0: With that being said... I feel like these people who are defending and not only cheering for these rioters and and quote-unquote protesters that came to the um, government building and they were trying to shake shit up and they went in there thinking that they had every right to do this. And that's what really gets me is that they... these. QAnon, these conspiracy theorists, these Trumpers, like, all to me are cut from the same fucking white-ass vanilla mayonnaise-covered cloth. (laughs) I feel like these people feel like it's their God-given right to do this stuff and inflict harm on people just because of their fear. And it's what we always talk about on this show when we unpack this stuff, is there's an irrational fear within all of us, but I feel like this white supremacist fear that they have that they're losing control and somehow are going to slip into something that is very irrational, such as like communism in the United States or this alt-left socialism that they're so scared of, I feel like that fear within them is so big that they honestly feel like going in to intimidate government officials in in a capacity was the right answer and something that they are patriotic for doing. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, I do want to go back to something you said about them feeling like it's their God-given right because that reminded me of a segment... Um, when they checked in with Martha Radatz and I was watching ABC News. So it was like Rachel Scott, Martha Radatz and George Stephanopoulos telling me what was going on. And she, Martha Radatz was saying, yeah, these people, they're saying they don't want to leave, that they have the right to be here. And this is after the curfew was imposed. So it's kind of like, if you don't get the hell up out of here, we will arrest you. And she's still reporting. Yeah, they, they don't want to leave. I don't know what to tell you. Which is really unfortunate because people of color would have
0: been forcefully removed and or injured, shot, maimed. I mean, the double standard, and it's like I was saying on Facebook, my um <laughs> you know how I love my Facebook rants. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was saying how like the the idea of white supremacy has always been in black people's face and it's enacted daily upon us or <clears throat> it's, it's enacted all the time. We see it. It's something that we kind of just observe. And then sometimes we'll like, you know, be upset about it. But now on a national scale, it's being cheered and they're being pat on the back. And it's like, you can't potentially like plot to kidnap a government official. Like that they did a couple of months ago. And be excused away and still say to me, as an American person that white supremacy and this bias towards white people is something that I'm making up in my head,
1: Mhm, yeah, because I promise in regards to like that that plot to kidnap the governor. And do what we can only imagine they would do. Um, not to mention, like, the suicide bomber in Nashville, I think, on Christmas. Yep. know it was late December. But those things got very little coverage. I saw a couple of stories on BuzzFeed News, and that was about it. It disappeared in about a day or two. Mm-hmm. And Black Lives Matter protests and the uprisings. Some of the attention was deserved, like, yeah, look at these people coming together in solidarity, and a lot of white people showing up as well, saying, you know what, we're not going to stand for this anymore, blah, blah, blah. Some of that attention was well-deserved and should have been highlighted by the media for an increasing amount. But there was also a lot of the backlash from the right and the far-right groups about Black Lives Matter movements. And I feel like there was a point where those backlashes got more attention. Right. And it's in this ve- it's in this veil of white supremacy of deferring to the white point of view. And that's another way that white supremacy hurts us. It's always deferring to the white point of view and always highlighting the mediocre white man as having something important to say. And as we can see, that's not always the case because sometimes what they say is, let's go commit an act of domestic terrorism against the United States government.
0: Yeah. But somehow they're supposed to be patriots. I mean, okay, let's do this unpacked Phil style. And we kind of briefly talked about this, but when we were growing up in the school system that we were in and learning about these things that Undenotes to us, like, truly took place. And it's how we were saying off, you know, off the um, pod when we were talking about this issue. We were saying how a lot of the things that we know of America, and when people say, like, this is not who we are, it 100% has been... you know, unfortunately, it almost feels like it will always be the tone of America to be radical people who, you know, in, a, in certain situations, it is beautiful to see people fight for what they believe in, but not in this sense where, you know, they are under the guise that somehow their way of life is threatened by things that can't be really proven and have not been proven. Mm -hmm. So how have we gone from people who uh, not only uh, had like the cold water of what the reality is of America at very young ages? How have we gone from that moment into now? So I kind of want to talk about um, when did you realize America was shit?
1: (laughs) I think I had an inkling. Probably around 2010, when birtherism was really gaining traction, and I was very fortunate to be surrounded by people who didn't believe that way, so I didn't really have to see it that often. Not to mention, like, the incidents of racism that I experience are not as frequent as someone who's darker than me. So... I feel like I've been very bubbled in that regard. I knew like this is a fucked up country for black people, for women. But I didn't realize the true, true extent of it until I would say 2014 during Barack Obama's second term when the Tea Partiers, like they definitely had control of the House. Um, We were seeing an uprising of the militias. We were seeing people talking about taking back this country. And I was like, this is not good. This is not good at all. And no one's really saying anything. And then you look into, like, you rethink, like, things that, that you learned about. Like, we took AP history and some of the incidents that you reflect back on, you're like, oh, shit. We never really made amends with that, or we never really reckoned with that part of our history. And we're still having the same conversations that we had in high school about how to reckon with this history. And there are more and more racists very comfortable popping up and saying something. And now kind of like, not only is America very racist, they're also incredibly inefficient. And they would rather see their own citizens die than care for them in a pandemic. Or agree, you know what, we have been fucked up, black lives, at the very bin- minimum, matter. And we should do what we need to, to not only make amends, but protect black lives in this very racist, very racist society that we've created. I think I realized that
0: something was off fairly young. And I think I mentioned this to you, that my dad made a swatch didn't make us watch but we did watch Mississippi Burning mm-hmm. and um like when you're a kid that stuff seems so long ago but then i feel like my opinion of the country really started to shift when i when i saw the the Trayvon Martin case and trial unfold and how surprised i was that people didn't see like this black kid basically being chased down and murdered and how white people specifically defended it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh? I knew that that we had a history of being fucked up, but I haven't seen it as overt. Um, And in addition, I will add you know, with social media, like we're exposed to more people than generations before us. Like we always, before the internet and before social media, we knew that other people were in the world, but you don't see these people's pictures. You don't put a face to the numbers in your head. And I feel like with social media, Twitter specifically, Instagram, you see people in their way of life in snapshots, of course, but you do see these people and you see like the inner workings of their mind. Like, I think that without social media, like people wouldn't know that I like have such a visceral reaction to all the uprising going on. Cause like, if you, if you talk to me in real life, if you're not you, even with a C, Mm -hmm. then you don't get that side of me. But I feel like, Seeing all this stuff unfold year after year, murder after murder, it just it just made me snowball. And I think, you know, that I've become a lot more cynical um, with the events that have recently unfolded. But I know that when Obama was elected, there was a lot of pushback. But really, it was these cases where black people were killed and there was little to no sympathy from white people is when I realized, like, oh, this is a lot deeper and insidious, and like you said, we never really made amends to it, and I feel like white people specifically never, I mean, they either weren't taught that part of their history or it was glossed over in a neat little bow, and therefore Mm -hmm. they weren't able to even understand the harm and generations of of fucked up shit that their people have done. So, I mean, you see all of that in real time unfold, and it's just, like, they're really doubling down with, like, the rise of the Proud Boys and the the whoever-the-fuck militias when they're getting behind this man who does nothing but, like, stoke the flames. So, yeah, that answers my question, but... (sighs) The more I think about this, the more concerned I get for
1: like the future Mm -hmm. I like I just don't even know what to say because it not only would it need to take a lot of amends to make this so we can become a better country that white people pretend this is Mm -hmm. It would take, like, a real reckoning. Like, people need to, like, go home and read a lot of books, sit with themselves, and think, am I fucked up? Is my family fucked up? Yeah. Did my ancestors participate in fucked up shit? The answer is probably yes to all of it. And then reckoning that, oh, I'm supposed to help dismantle these lenses. Like, I'm supposed to dismantle misogyny and white supremacy and ableism and fill in the other things that, oh, homophobia. And, you know, there's a lot, and I just can't think of it right now, but, yeah, you are responsible for dismantling all this shit that you and your people have been a part of. And specifically
0: the reason why is that Black and brown people can say all day long how racism exists. I mean, I just had... This white boy that my my brother is friends with on Facebook talk about, like he's an intellectual, quote unquote, I guess. But he was saying how like racism doesn't exist in reality and it's like a pseudo-scientific theory, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And like we can say as black and brown people that racism exists, but the people who are in in power have to acknowledge it in order for it to truly go away. Like, and I don't know how to convey that to people who really think that black and brown people are saying, not even black and brown people, but other like minority groups, specifically LGBT rights. um, Just all the people who have been marginalized for decades and years they have to understand that these situations are a reality for us and like you said they have to ask these questions of themselves and like of course you feel guilty like if I I guess if I were a white person I'd be like damn like I didn't know it was that fucked up for people but like sitting in that and feeling sorry for yourself doesn't do much like You have to do something and say something and tell, like, your brother, your sister, your cousin, whoever, like, we're doing some fucked up shit to the country. And until you acknowledge it, it's not going to go away. It's only going to get worse. It's only going to enable people like, you know, Donald Trump, who say that a black man isn't from here, born and raised, to delegitimize his seat in you know, American government. Shit like that's going to continue to happen. And mm-hmm. they're going to say that, oh, it's not because, you know, he's black. It's because, like, what other reason, if you really think about it, what other reason, no one questions a white man in footage. <laughs> Their legitimacy. They don't question white people in the same way that they question black and brown folks. They just don't fucking do it.
1: Yeah, I've never heard anyone say, where's Ted Cruz's birth certificate? I'm pretty sure he was born in Canada. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure he was. <laughs> Can't prove it. I'm sending my people. They're going to look into this. If you hear
0: that, that's me pouring my second glass of wine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, let's
0: take a quick break, and we'll be back. We're going to hear from our sponsor, Anchor. Welcome back to Unpacked Filth where we are live once again at the state capitol where Donald Trump's Twitter has been suspended by the Twitter gods and Mark Zuckerberger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think Mark Zuckerberger has done anything but Twitter <laughs> at least gave him a timeout for 12 hours when they could just ban him. All right. 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 Especially as someone who incites violence on the regular. I mean, the fact that, like,
0: a position as distinguished as the president of the United States has to be banned on such apps like Twitter is just. I mean, I don't understand how no one can see that he's a clown on the right side. You know what I mean?
1: Right. (sighs) <sighs> okay. You know, we, I know we like briefly talked about him being a cult leader, but the main goal of a cult leader is to have his entire congregation crawl into his mind and think like him. So, I guess by that standard, he's a pretty fucking good cult leader. That's what I was saying. I I really think that he is
0: a, a effective cult leader. He um he has somehow convinced millions of people that um we somehow had an infringement on democracy and that the votes that accurately counted the senators in this race inaccurately counted for the president. I don't see how that would make sense.
1: Because it doesn't. Because these voter fraud claims are pulled out of thin air and they're they're really just grabbing onto whatever. So fucking Donald Trump is just pulling these numbers out thin air saying like, oh, you missed this amount of votes, like you missed 200,000 votes or something like that. When you hear him on audios calling up state Secretary of State saying, please, just give me one more vote than what Joe Biden actually won by. <laughs> then you have people saying, well, dead people are voting and we just can't have that happen. Out of like, the fake claims of that, it's either things like, oh, they were, they were deceased after they voted or there are people with the same name as them or the address where there is a deceased person has someone else in that address voting. So it's just all bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. And then when you do see instances of voter fraud, it's usually the Republicans where they are residing at one address And voting in another state.
0: Right. And I find it really interesting. That. I mean first of all. Where is he getting these figures. Not that I want you to answer that seriously. But when Trump supporters. Really are like yeah. Like he's trying to stop the steal. And there is clearly some type of. um, Fraud going on here. How does the president know. And no other CIA, FBI, fucking... Nobody else who's investigating these things have these exact numbers that he's coming up with. Nobody else. Who is saying... Who is confirming these numbers that he's telling his
1: followers? Oh, he's in a feedback loop. Huh? I say he's in a feedback loop where he tells it to his supporters and they're like, yeah. Then his supporters are like, we heard this too. He's like, yeah. So they're just like circle jerking each other until like they feel satisfied.
0: (laughs) Circle jerking. Um, Well, it's really interesting because at when you're talking about these figures that they they keep, like you said, echo chambering and and feed, or no, you said feedback loop. Basically Uh, the same thing. Yeah. It's like this concept in psychology where people who Um, investigate crimes always tell witnesses or potential victims to not talk to anybody because people can say things that alter our memory of what actually happened and so I feel like these Trump supporters are in a constant like something that they think has happened they feel like they heard it from somewhere where they really just heard it from him And it's altering their brains because it, like, soothes their cognitive dissonance and they're like, oh, no, the other thing, the other piece of information that's telling me that this is the contrary is, you know, we can just throw that out. Like, our lord
1: and savior, DT, would
0: never lie to us.
1: Not ever, despite the fact that he, like, puts orange concealer on his face and wears a wig. Not ever once in his damn life. I mean, someone get him a makeup artist. Isn't
0: Melania some type of um, model or something that knows about these things? I mean, she could have had her man looking a better type of way, in my opinion.
1: I don't think she cares that much. You know, I don't blame her. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's also like more about how these figures make them feel because I remember watching the Repu- the RNC from 2016 and Newt Gingrich was talking, oh, the economy is getting worse and crime is going up, blah, blah, and the reporter who was covering it was saying, well, that's not true. According to these FBI statistics, crime is going down. He's like, but people don't feel that way. She's like, that's not true. The statistics say that The crime that crimes is going down and the economy is improving. And he's like, But it's about feelings and how (laughs) these things make you feel, which is funny because they're now the crowd that's like, facts don't care about
0: feelings. (laughs) It's like they contradict themselves at every turn and then they expect us to be like, Yeah, we don't remember that you said that like several months ago. Mm -hmm. And I'm Like, Twitter forgets nothing, first of all. There's a tweet for everything. There's a tweet for everything. And second of all, motherfucker, you are over here trying to convince us. Like, I don't know if people know this, but, like, the left has always been the conspiracy theorist. And I don't know if we talked about this in the conspiracy episode, but the left was always like, there's something else here. And then I feel like these right-ass motherfuckers over here were like, you know what? We can contribute and we can do it better. (laughs) We can do it so everyone's miserable. Right. I don't know what's going on in my hood right now, but like the ambulance is um, going off all the time. Every five minutes.
1: Which again, those Boston ambulances just hit different and louder. I hope there's not, like, you
0: know, something going down that's related to this. Like a different coup?
1: Yeah, like the coup of Boston. Okay, so can we pivot really quickly to to Donald Trump's fucking video, where he literally told domestic terrorists, one, going back to the fraud thing, you know, this election was stolen from us, we won landslide, blah, 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 but he also said... But it's time to go home now. We love you. It's time to go home. You're special. Can we just talk about that for a minute? I think that
0: I've never heard a official
1: speak like that. First of (laughs) all. I mean, have you? No. Mm -hmm. Never. Could you? Sorry, I just lost my mind for a second. But could you imagine... If Barack Obama, like, regardless of the circumstances, like, just a group of people, and he's, like, talking to them trying to calm them down, like, no matter what they're doing, like, say it is Coachella, day four, it was only supposed to run till day three, and he's like, alright, people at Coachella, uh, we love you, It's time to go home, you are special, people would have lost their fucking shit. I mean
0: it's a different level of bizarre. Like people I, distinguished professional people don't talk like that. So that leads me to believe that this man is off his shit, but his his followers are completely delusional. They have no regard to like what is actually appropriate and inappropriate at all times and i i don't know because like if you really think about it these people walk amongst us in everyday life you pass a trump listen listen filthies you pass a trump supporter at least once every 10 minutes
1: if you're out in the world i've not left my house in a minute so i pass a trump supporter nowhere
0: I mean, when I go to work, like, if you go to Target or the grocery store, there's a Trump supporter in there?
1: I'm sure there is, but again, I have not left the house in a minute.
0: <laughs> well, unless you're E with a C. <laughs> you, especially if you live down south, and it's, over there, it's even more prominent. It's at least once every one minute.
1: Mm-hmm. Every
0: 60 seconds, if you live down south, you pass a Trump supporter. That shit is well, bananas. And then, motherfucker, i I have a Trump supporter that wears his Trump hat to um, my office. Oh, Jesus. He in the warehouse. And at first when I... And you know when you come across a Trump supporter and they're wearing their stupid-ass hat? Like, of course, like, you're not going to be like, what the fuck is you wearing? (laughs) But you're instead, like, I don't know whether to look away or avoid eye contact. Like, I don't know what to do here. Because I know, like, deep down, you are at the bare minimum off your fucking shit in some way, shape, or form in order for you to buy merchandise for this
1: fuck-ass man. Right. Part of it, like, there's a little part of me, like, when I see a red hat, and it's before I even know whether or not for sure there's Make America Great on it again. If I see a red hat, I'm like, is it worth squaring up with this dude or not?
0: Do we have PTSD from, like, red hats? Cause I know oh. when I see a red hat, I'm like, is that? Oh no, no, it's cool, it's cool. And then my heart rate immediately goes down and
1: like spikes. Listen, I get real tight real quick when I see a red hat. I'm like, ooh, do I need in fight mode? Do I need to like leave somewhere? And then it's just like a regular ass red hat, and I'm like, shit, red has been re- like that is the new the new gang on the block that they're not willing to call a gang, even though they are. New gang on the block that you gotta be like, oh shit, I might like be physically hurt by them. Right. I I don't know. So Donald Trump doesn't know how to address the American people. He knows how to make terrorists feel loved though. (laughs) He definitely can make a terrorist feel like they're right at
0: home and that it's okay and they're a special snowflake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Mom, who was like, "Listen, Timmy, your teacher called me and said that you were being disruptive, but I want you to know, you are expressing yourself. <laughs> the teacher does not know what she's talking about. So, when you go to school tomorrow, don't apologize, don't back down, just keep doing what you're doing. Mommy loves you." <laughs> oh no, not mommy.
0: <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. (sighs) Okay. So, let's also pivot to the treasonous shit that we've seen on Twitter. And the news that this man and these people have done. Okay. So. Twitter again. Yeah. And while she does that, what I have found, I mean, immediately to my disliking is how they had this fucking rebel flag in the state house and for whatever reason they thought it was appropriate to bring the flag of the ultimate losers to this to these
1: United States <laughs> oh god number 1 flag of the number 1 losers according to twitter
0: They also bought nooses, which, as a black person, I'm very upset with.
1: (laughs) My Twitter is filled with a lot of liberals. And even when I went into the search thing, it was things like, you know, officials say capital is secure, Democratic Party wins control. And I went over to Trending to see if there was anything, and... Let's see, hashtag treason. Oh, that's funny. Like under people, when I search the hashtag treason, the first person that popped up was Donald Trump. Oh, <sighs> god. So according to Twitter, Nancy Pelosi said, "We have decided to proceed tonight once the Capitol is clear." Oh, that means they're about to do some shit. Doesn't mm. it's eight o'clock? Yeah. Do they do that? I don't know. I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> um, we've done that before. I think they did that with Jeff Sessions, like, where they stayed overnight and all that stuff. That's when Elizabeth Warren was trying to read something Coretta Scott King said and Mitch McConnell banned her. And he was like, nevertheless, she persisted. I mean, first of all, we can't even revel in the fact that Georgia turned blue. Let's talk about that shit. Right. Right. Like, Ugh. let me tell you the two things I was thinking about this morning when I opened my eyes. Because by that point, I knew one of the Democratic senators from Georgia was elected. And I knew there was a potential to get my fucking stimulus. Which, again, I've been very unstimulated and I blame Congress for all this. And most importantly, Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham for slashing the IRS's budget. But... All of that has been almost forgotten. Thanks to this fuckery. This
0: fuckery ruins everything. I was just focused on how to be stimulated and how Georgia is now a delightful shade of blue. I mean, it's not even like fucking magenta. I mean, it is just blue as the day is long and I can't even enjoy. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. So, I have traveled over to BuzzFeed to see, like, what other treasonous shit has been going on. Apparently, this was planned for weeks and weeks, and it was planned online. So, it kind of goes back to something we were mentioning earlier, how lucky Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter (laughs) have not done a damn thing to curb the violent intentions of these people who are following Donald Trump. Like, if they're planning this so openly, where are the moderators for this? Where are the people who are flagging this? Where are the people reporting this to the FBI? Where are these... I lost my train of thought. Yeah, where are the people who
0: are supposed to be monitoring these spaces where people literally get put in Facebook jail for sharing bullshit, like... I don't know, fight videos or like, over tagging people or spamming. Like, have you ever reported somebody on Facebook or Insta, for example, and like somebody's pretending to be somebody else and they're like, this does not violate the, the um, community terms of service or whatever the fuck it is. And mm-hmm. then you're just like, OK, so the Proud Boys can go on Twitter and figure out how to storm the Capitol building of the United States and commit treasonous acts and you know people are over here like impersonating people and they're like oh well we don't care about that
1: girl and uh, apparently they don't care about the proud boys either Mm they don't care about racism they don't care about sexism but they do care about a nipple showing a nipple on a lady Or a femme presenting person. (sighs) Gotta get that shit off.
0: Because the children. The children (laughs) eat with a C.
1: (laughs) Okay. So here's my quick rant about social media. Particularly like Instagram and TikTok. These fucking people. like I posted videos of myself in my ass. Like shaking. And you know. Wearing as little clothing as possible. While dancing and all that stuff. And I've gotten flagged. I've got my videos removed from TikTok because they're like, there are children on this website. Don't have children on this fucking website then. This should be an 18 and plus website to begin with. Like, what are kids doing on these social media apps? So, I noticed how the fem presenting body is regulated, like, to an uncomfortable degree. But I can still find, like, if I did hashtag all lives matter, I can still find that racist shit all over the place. And that's just oh. my I don't rant.
0: No, it's okay. Um, I don't know if it should be 18 plus on TikTok because it's definitely I mean, there's a lot of 13 year olds getting rich off of TikTok. So, you know, if the girl want to get a bag, then I guess you can get a bag.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least there should be like if the account is 18 plus like there should be an option for that. Oh, your account. Yeah. And it for like workers account. Or if you want to be, like, sexy with it. Right. Mm. I do. I get flagged. Like, I see other women who do, or uh, other femme-presenting bodies who do what I do, but they are smaller than I am. So, mm. mysteriously, their shit gets, stays up there. Which just shows that these apps tend to be fatphobic as well. But, that's another, that's another... Point. Well okay, we don't need to get into today. Yeah,
0: I was gonna say something else, but maybe we should table that conversation for another day. <sighs> All right, so let's wrap this up because I think the main thing here is <coughs> Hi white people. Mm-mm. Um This shit is racist. This shit is cultish. This shit is not kosher for anybody who is not of the majority. And I need you to get your shit together and stop being in fucking denial. Okay?
1: Understand? Capiche? Capisce?
0: I mean, why do we get on white people so
1: much on this show? (laughs) Because it's like I was saying earlier if you are part of a structure that oppresses other marginalized groups, then it is up to you to dismantle those things. So if you are a white person, it is up to you to dismantle white supremacy. If you are a thin person, it's up to you to dismantle fat phobia, et cetera, et cetera. And to also realize that all these things. Intersect. So homophobia and white supremacy. They intersect. Transphobia and white supremacy. Intersect. Fatphobia. White supremacy. Intersect. All this shit intersects. And if you're benefiting from that, it's up to you to dismantle it. Exactly. I mean, even to that point, me
0: as a cisgendered woman... You know, it was up to me and it's up to you guys as well to educate yourself on trans issues, rights, individuals, just to get a base knowledge of a group of people that are different from you and what their needs are. Because I mean, I'll just tell you, like, it wasn't until I don't want to give Caitlyn Jenner, like, too much credit, but like I kind of started looking into LGBT stuff heavy on the T when this story came out. And so me as a cisgendered person, I'm always advocating for the rights of trans people or non-binary people as it were just because I'm in a, Position where no one's really gonna fuck with me in terms of like my gender identity. Cause my, you know, my born gender aligns with my, you know, my identity. And so it's the same concept. Like, even though in my day to day life, like, no one's like fucking asking about, you know, how I feel about trans rights, I feel like it's my duty as somebody who has a little bit of privilege in that regard to speak out and educate others. And it's the same concept. So whether you're, you know, you're white and it makes you feel uncomfortable, there's a lot of shit that we all have some type of um, privilege on sometimes. And I feel like to say that, you know, it doesn't exist or like white supremacy and racism has nothing to do with Donald Trump, like that's ignorance.
1: You feel I feel him. I feel like part of it is like just not wanting to get not wanting to acknowledge that you are part of the problem. Exactly.
0: And it shouldn't have to take an inconvenience or you to know somebody who's affected by this shit for you to make a difference. Same.
1: So that's one of the more egregious parts. It's like well, <laughs> Now I know someone who's affected. So now I feel like I feel that I can get involved. Like, oh, you you couldn't have just read about some of this shit? Like how black trans women are killed at an alarmingly higher rate than other groups of people in the United States? That, That didn't get you?
0: It's really interesting because... It's almost when white people... Just their their knee-jerk reaction is just to be like, I know Black people. I have Black friends. I have Black nieces, nephews, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they're so quick to be on that, like, well, I can say these things. Well, you can't say anything of advocacy in the inverse when we're mm-hmm. asking you, like, shit that's actually affecting us on a broad scale. Not just talking about Black people in this instance because it's political. It's marginalized people. It's, you know, people who... Believe that everybody should have a voice. It's that type of shit. But like, you don't feel the need to speak out on anything else other than the fact that you want to say the N word or like you want to listen to rap music or whatever the fuck it is that you want to align yourself with black culture, but you don't want to advocate for rights or even to say, like, you know, this election or whatever the fuck it is, is legit and we should just let democracy do its thing like you don't want to say anything else that adds value only when you want to say that fucking n-word or like be aligned with black people when you think it's
1: cool it's fucked up yeah they love saying the n-word or like having the defense it was in a song like just either don't sing along with the song or learn to it yourself I don't know I don't, know. I don't
0: know what to tell you. I don't know what to fucking tell him either. So, bro,
1: mm. um, my brain, huh? I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go back to the news once this is over. <laughs> <laughs> once this uh,
0: recording turns off, we are going to be knee deep into some definite, definite unpacking within ourselves but out on this show we 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 wanted to bring you guys something else we'll pick this back up next week um also it's 2021 I'm bringing this energy if you don't mind you can edit this out if you don't agree but listen filths we are doing this podcast and we love doing it do we love doing it so We love doing it. That's why we do it most weeks out of the year. Exactly. If you love our podcast, you have to shout us out.
1: Because
0: with the algorithm of Instagram and Facebook, like, our shit doesn't really get seen, even though we post it. So there are people that are messaging me um, that are like, oh, I didn't know you had a podcast. And I'm just like, I've been posting about this shit for, like, six months. You feel me?
1: I feel you. And just to hop on that bandwagon, if you like our podcast and you like to listen to us, leave uh, yeah, like you said, shout us out. Leave a comment. Leave a review. Subscribe. All that stuff. Email us with suggestions or with questions. We would love to hear from y'all. We really would. Even if you're
0: our friend, <laughs> this is like getting into other territory. But even if you're our friend and you don't think that like we want to talk about our podcast or whatever, like any type of support or engagement is very helpful to us because we want to bring you guys something that you want to listen to and enjoy. And if I mean, if no one tells us that you enjoy it, <laughs> then we're kind of just like, I guess this seems cool, right? <laughs> Me and even. With- have that conversation all the time like it seems cool no one's like said anything yet so like if you fuck with us like let us know like seriously like very overtly because we don't fucking know
1: (laughs) right the energy in 2021 is asking for things directly and we are asking directly for feedback and to shout us out if you enjoy us yeah um so We're
0: going to commit to bringing you guys episodes every Friday. If that changes in the future, we will definitely let you know. But um, we definitely want to grow and we want to bring people on. Um, So pay attention to our social media. If you think that um, you might want to be on the podcast or you know somebody who wants to build their brand and kind of network with us, that would be great as well. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we could really do. Um, but it starts with you guys. Like, we can only do so much and reach out to people. Yeah, because at this point, we're definitely begging. <laughs> I mean, I felt like we should just go there because um, when we first started, it was something fun. But now that we kind of have an audience, um I think it's important that we just, like, have that line of communication. So, we definitely love you guys. If you guys have been rocking out with us since um, June is when we first posted the episode. June, June. Juneteenth, actually. Oh, That's right. We did. It was your idea. (laughs) 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 All right. So, we're going to sign off. I'm E with a K. And...
1: Yeah, that's all we got. Now, me with the C, and I'm going to go back to the news. She's watching the news as we speak. I
0: promise you. Like, I, I don't even have to look at you to know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Email us at um, unpackedfilth at gmail.com and have a good evening, guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.